0: But you want to really make this convincing so you can get those votes. Come talk to us. Howdy, folks, welcome to the virtue signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel and pinch hitting for Bill Whittle. We got Scott Ott. Oh man, we're gonna handle that business. So, uh Scott. In here, man, uh, our, our our objective is to, you know, get a, a more clear understanding of what virtue is uh, as opposed to these perverts trying to uh, uh, tell us what virtue is with all their virtue signaling. So uh, this brings us to this one today, man. I saw this article uh, from Project Veritas. Let me go ahead and read some of it. Uh, let's see. Project Veritas Action has published audio of U.S. Senate candidate and current state rep, Uh, Crystal Matthews, Democrat South South Carolina, speaking to an inmate on a recorded line on the call, Matthew used racially charged language and encouraged dirty campaign tricks, including Democrats running as Republicans for local office. Uh, Examples would be like Matthew saying we need some secret sleepers um, as opposed to um, public sleepers. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of redundant, ain't it? But any, anyway, um, so uh, she says, like, you need we need to run as the other side, even though they for our side. I, I mean, I thought that would be obvious. <laughs> she, I guess she had to point that out. Point that out. Anyway, uh, she says, we need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. Uh, this is the only way you're going to change the dynamics in, in South Carolina. Um is she trying to engineer a party switch? Uh, but, but, man, just, just let me ask. Uh, let me, can I just say this really quick before we get your thoughts, Scott? Uh, yeah. If, if, Republicans, if Republicans hate blacks so much, as much as they claim, I don't know how this is going to work. And these are the same people that say uh, Republicans don't want blacks in their party And the very fact that she thinks that this is doable is her making the very case that Republicans are not unwelcoming bigots. Am I off here? What do you think? Yeah,
1: it does seem an unusual strategy to to accuse the other party of racism and say the only way we're going to be able to get more members in the House or the Senate or local elections in this case is to run black people in uh, districts where Republicans dominate because the (laughs) Republicans will vote for those guys because they think that they're conservative or that they're Republicans. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of this kind of thing going on at a non-official level in districts around the country. If you have a district like the one I I came from in Pennsylvania, uh, where I served at a minor level in local government. Um, You know, there are Republicans who run in districts that are, uh, you know, 50% Democrat registration, 35% Republican registration don't tend to be the most conservative kind of Republicans. (laughs) They just, you know, so it's not that anybody came to them uh, from the other side and said, hey, look, we need you to run for this office and pretend you're a Republican. It's just that they weren't really solid conservatives to begin with. And so that was palatable in a district that was 50%. Democratic registration and 35% Republican. So, you you know, that's the challenge that I was facing was mostly from within my own party in local office, because we had Republicans in office, who really didn't have any of the characteristics that I have associated with Republicanism. Uh, But it does seem uh, – one of the things when you were reading this story to me and, you know, hat tip to James O'Keefe again at Project Veritas for mm-hmm. bringing us another weird surprise. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's, there's a, a saying that somebody is a criminal genius and I forget who said it, yes. but if you really look into the real world and outside of the movie business, uh, there's no such thing as a criminal genius <laughs> These these people who are trying to commit crimes, this U.S. Senate candidate apparently who thinks that she can bypass election laws and, and guidelines of her own party and trick the voters and do all that, not super smart is all I'm saying, Zoe. Mm.
0: So. Not super smart, but she said, but I mean, according to her, she claims that she is, like, she'll say things, let me, let me read what she says here. Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around I don't re it's like man, she's trying to throw on the the the, the vernacular like uh like like Hillary Clinton. She's trying to like just you know you're really dig into the language, man. Hillary would be so proud, right? Uh she's she ain't no wise tired, she, is she? She ain't no wise tired. So, so she says, I don't recognize these black people. So I black because I don't maybe these are like typos from the transcript or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it I'll, I'll it it's the just Twitter
1: or something. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. So uh I don't understand the type of black people that they are now. Can I talk intelligently? <laughs> she asked. Um, I don't know. That, that, that remains to be seen. Uh, says, can I? I could be. Listen, I could move in all kinds of circles, but I'm an N word at heart. I love black people. I, it's, uh, so I guess she could turn it off and turn around. Biden himself would, would be so proud. Wait a minute.
1: Is she saying that the kinds of black people that she knows best and that she grew up with and that she can become at the drop of a hat don't know how to use the English language properly? Is it, you know, it's uh, man. It's like, you're not making a very good case for us, lady. you know it's like I
0: guess in order to qualify as authentically black, I guess you gotta sound as you know un- uneducated you know as this wow. person has you know and man there's 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 so much there's so many things implied in here, you know, and i mean i can, i'm a, I, i'm a, I'm about to go off <laughs> with how dumb this is, but before I do, um I just want to ask. Scott, and, and, and the rest of the audience, do you think I'm a sleeper?
1: <laughs> well, when you, when you mentioned the sleeper cells, I thought, well, they've already got one in the White House, um, <laughs> so that worked pretty well. And he literally <laughs> is sleeping. Yeah, I've heard (laughs) occasionally that it's happened at the Supreme Court, um, where people dozed off. But frankly, if you've ever sat through most political meetings, there's a lot of good reason to go to sleep in some of these places. So so I can't be too critical about those people. Yeah, I think if you want to... If you uh, first of all, uh, let me let me just say out front because I was I sat on uh, the Republican State Committee in the state where I used to live. I ran for a year the the, county Republican Party. I started off as a precinct captain or whatever they called them back then in my little precinct. Um, And I I'm not I'm saying these not because I think I show any great accomplishments from these things, but just because I have somewhat of an insider perspective on being able to see this. And and frankly. Republicans are doing a terrible job at attracting voters from places that they aren't accustomed to going. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the first conversations I ever had with a state senator in my home state uh, was when I said, hey, I think when I run for office, I want to go into the, into the inner city and I want to go door to door and meet people and let them know what we believe and see if it can be attractive to them and try to make some connections there. And the state senator told me I was wasting my time. And mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean wasting my time? And he says, uh, they're going to vote three to one Democrat in the inner city and there's nothing you can do about it. And I said, really, who has tried? And uh, he said, look, you don't have the time and the money to do that before an election. You just got to get elected. So what you need to do is go to what they call the 3-4 four, and 4-4 four, four people. These are people who in, in the last four elections have a, voted Republican three or four times. Hmm. So you're going to a list in the suburbs primarily of 3-4 four, and 4-4 four, four Republicans to get them to show up. You're not trying to change anybody's mind. He said, after you get elected, then if you want to start doing some outreach to the inner city, you can do that. And I said, you know as well as I do that there's no money after we get elected. (laughs) Nobody gives to to a guy who's not running for office. The only way you can raise money is to get elected. And so you don't have the ability to pull together volunteers in a non-election season, uh, to raise funds in a non-election season. And frankly, I won't have the time. I'll be actually an elected official. So Mm. I'll have to do my job. I won't be able to go around door to door trying to find people. When are we going to reach out to people who don't already see the Republican Party as their home and tell them the story? So anyway, long story short... Uh, So I violated what the state senator advised me to do, uh, probably to my own detriment, and I did go door to door in the inner city. And I was delighted with how many times I ran into somebody who would say something to me like, you know, no Republican politician has ever knocked on my door. Thank you for coming. I appreciate that. I I got into some relatively lengthy conversations with people who afterwards shook my hand and said, you know, I had no idea that's what you people believed. Nobody's ever talked to me. Nobody even tried. And so all of that to say that um, I think the... The, the U.S. Senate candidate, Crystal Meth, or whatever her name is, is really going off on the wrong foot to try to do this. But that's not to pat Republicans on the back and say, wow, you're really doing a good job recruiting black candidates or reaching black voters or, uh, or even, even though Latino voters are increasingly uh, registering as Republicans, we're still doing a terrible job uh, reaching out to them and could do a lot better.
0: Indeed, man. It's like, you know, we've long said this isn't a, a political solution. You know, your your political representation is only about as stable as your cultural representation. And you've got to represent in the culture. You can go ahead and get your politicians. Uh, but what's going to happen is, is as as we believe in the statement of the consent of the governed. Well, if you could have this representation, but if the culture doesn't consent to that representation, you're going to have chaos. So these things have to be met. There has to be cultural inroads to these people. So they actually, we actually have these shared values that create something more cohesive and something more foundational. That way, our representatives who go in there whose job is just simply, look, you don't really need to go in there and feel like you have to do all these pinstrokes strokes to make all these new laws. That's not what you really need to do to make it look like you're busy or something. What you need to do is make sure that you're snatching that paper away from all those other people who are trying to make all these new laws that intrude upon our rights under the guise of good intentions. You know, and that's what a lot of these people are sold on is that they think that these people are going to do something for the community. Now, you got you got this uh, uh, Chris (laughs) Allen, Crystal Beth, which is fitting because we're talking about, like, say, for instance, um, gangs, you know, like like the Crips. CRIPS is actually an acronym, meaning uh, community resources for independent people. That was actually the intention of the CRIPS. The, under the guise of good intentions, one of the most violent gangs in America,
1: right? They became, instead of a food distributor, they became a lead distributor.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, you, you got these people who are sold on good intentions, But the results of it is something that they're giving themselves over to that has a very negative effect. And so another uh, point of this, though, is that her strategy, her strategy that she's the architect of seems to escape even her because her assuming uh, that she can do this, the other a byproduct of this is that she's trying to uh, stoke distrust against Blacks by white Republicans. It's like, whoa, are are you yep. are you part of her plan or anything like that? And the sad part of it is, the sadder part is that, could that actually work? Even if it's something so obvious, an yes. obvious plan, could it, because we saw that happen in the Garden of Eden. I'm a flipping snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. You, you kind of should have a sense of apprehension about me, but you're going to trust me anyway.
1: That's right. What do you think? Well, and, and I think, yes, um, it could work. And here's the reason because, and, and this is another, uh, you know, I hate to make this, even though this was a Democrat candidate trying to do this, I I really don't care so much what the Democrats do in their internal party stuff because I can't really have an impact on them. I'm more concerned about the people who are on my side of the aisle mm-hmm. and say, okay, what are you doing? And the challenge is to recruit black voters and black candidates. Um, y- y- Republicans are not comfortable with realizing where people came from. And by where people came from, um, I don't mean their country of origin, I mean where people came from politically. So if you grew up in the inner city and you were surrounded and 75 to 90% of the people you knew were Democrats, you probably started out as a Democrat. In your political career. And so then when you come over to the Republicans and say, hey, you know, it doesn't seem like the Democrats are really on my side as I thought they were because grandma voted for them, but uh, I'm really interested in your party. Well, immediately you are greeted with suspicion. Because why? And in fact, for the very reason why this crystal uh, chandelier woman is uh, has this plan where she thinks we can raise suspicions among Republicans, because there's a natural suspicion among Republicans for anybody who comes to them from the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Why weren't you a Republican from birth? And so <laughs> instead of making it easy for them, I'm not saying don't ask any questions. I'm just saying, make it easy for them to understand what you stand for, to be able to step into your uh, organization, to be able to have roles of responsibility where your performance can be evaluated, you know, give you the chance. Uh, Instead, we kind of give a brushback pitch and say, you know, I don't know if I can really trust you because you came from them. Well, this is the raw material, my fellow Republicans, that we have to work with. You don't get to go to the inner city and try to find Republican voters and Republican candidates without meeting a lot of people who grew up as Democrats. Indeed, man. And
0: to that point, man, this could could actually maybe work in our favor, because if she's going to try to pass herself off as a Republican, well, they're going to have to learn from people who came from Democrats, like Reagan. It's like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to learn from people. You're gonna have to learn from people like I don't know Charleston Heston. You might have to learn from people like uh, man. There was uh, I don't know people like me. I used to I used to be there too. Myself as well. Yeah, I didn't come from a a Republican background at all. But there's one of those moments where it's like you really just have to admit that dang I was wrong. Everything that I to those who say that Republicans can't admit that they're wrong. We had to admit that yeah, maybe we were. And we we have you know examined what these people say. We've examined how it actually plays out in the culture. Uh we didn't take this academic view of it and and say that, well, this only works on paper. It's like, no, we see the cause and effect of this play out in real time for us. So if they're if they're gonna try to pull this off, well, I guess they're gonna have to really do their homework and who knows. I Scott. say we should
1: help them in any way we can, so <laughs>
0: You might be on to something there, man. It's like, okay, you, you you guys are going about this all wrong. Okay, if you really want to try to pass yourself off, off as a republic, let's see, you're going to have to read some of this stuff. So, here, give him that Thomas Sowell book.
1: Uh, read it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The Big Day. I just finished reading Basic Economics and uh, and another Thomas Sowell book that escapes me at the moment. But it's that... that um, uh, Conflict of Visions. I just finished reading a Conflict of Visions. Great, great book. But yes. yeah, I think we should welcome this and say, yeah, all you uh, people who are pretending to be Republicans, come on in. We have a basic eight-week course that we run to introduce you to how it is that you can best fake being a Republican. So here, here's what you would believe or say you believe if you were a Republican so you can pass you know, so you can get, to, so you can pass as Republican. And I think in the course of that, we'll probably win 50 to 75% of those people who will actually go, you know, hey, wait a minute. And what you said, that idea, maybe I was wrong. It just reminded me of, of people who think that somehow you can be uh Uh, holier-than-thou when you're a Christian or self-righteous when you're a Christian, when the whole foundation of the Christian faith starts off with a major, major declaration that I was wrong. And far from being holier-than-thou, the reason I'm a Christian is because I suddenly realize that I'm a filthy, rotten scumbag Mm -hmm. that's going straight to hell unless I trust in Jesus and he saves me at his prerogative. Absolutely. (laughs) You've got to, and this, and, and a similar thing at a much smaller scale in politics, obviously, but a similar thing happened to me, and, and I never was registered as any party until I registered as a Republican. I, I thought that was, you know, I didn't want to be beholden to anybody, but I voted for Democrats, and if I didn't know anybody in a race, I literally would go through the list, and I was like, okay, I don't know any of these candidates, I'm going to pick the woman. I would always vote for the woman. You know, if I knew that one of the candidates was a racial minority, I'd pick the racial minority, you know, if I didn't know anybody, you know, I didn't know anything about the candidates. So I come from from that kind of background, and it was really a slow process of awakening of going wait a minute, what am I even doing here? What What is the role of government? What are these people supposed to be doing on my behalf? Why do I send them there? Do I want them to go there and try to change my life? No, I would rather them leave me alone. <laughs> so anyway, so that that idea of a self-righteous Republican or a self-righteous Christian, both should be anathema.
0: Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's Lord's righteousness that works. It's not ours. Uh, there's a way that seems right to a man, but his way leads to death. So we don't want that. Yeah. I say game on Scott. I think we have we've come up with a a, a great strat strategy. Get out in front of it. The Lord Himself said to do it. The children of the light, the children of the light, they don't really know how to sell it. Use what the children of the age are using. So if she wants to try to pull this off, I say we we count, we, we uh we commandeer it, take it over, flip it right back around and use it on them. And uh yeah, I think uh if they want to go forward with this matter of fact, folks, if you're listening, we should we should contact, we should send her. Uh, tweet to her, uh, send her email and say, hey, if you want to actually learn how to be Republican so you can pull this off, holler at your boy, come and talk to us and we'll help you get this done. Uh, But don't go to actual fake Republicans like some of the fake Republicans. You really want to learn how to be a Republican to really make this convincing, not to be a fake Republican or a Rhino. but you want to really make this convincing so you can get those votes. Come talk to us. We just might win some of them over. Right? So, <laughs> you guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in for this episode of the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel for Scott Ott, sitting in for Bill Whittle. We'll talk to y'all next time. Work that share button. All right.